0: Hey, Loralyn, welcome to the Accounting Salon Conversations Podcast. I'm so excited to finally catch up with you. It's been a while.
1: Yeah, I think the last time I talked to you was actually in August when I was
0: in Palm Springs. Good. So t- tell us if anybody doesn't know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So my name's Loralyn and I am a CPA and I am also part owner of an accounting firm called The Collective and we are located in Portland,
0: Oregon. Cool. This episode of Accounting Salon Conversations is sponsored by our launch partner, Rippling. Rippling is more than payroll, and now that most employees are working remotely, your clients need more than just payroll. They need payroll, HR, and IT all working together in an all-in-one, modern, flexible system. By using Rippling, when you add a new employee to payroll, you're simultaneously enrolling them in benefits, instantly setting up their email, and even sending them a computer preloaded with all the software and apps they need to do their job. Imagine how impressed your clients will be when this takes only 90 seconds. Right now I'm sure most of you are doing just payroll, but with Rippling you'll be able to expand the advisory work you're offering your clients. Rippling offers accountants free payroll and HR for their firms, a client dashboard, dedicated accountant support and white glove migrations from other Just Payroll systems. To learn how you can evolve your client advisory services beyond bookkeeping and Just Payroll, head over to accountingsalonconversations.promo/rippling. That's accountingsalonconversations.promo forward slash R-I-P-P-L-I-N-G. Rippling, everything your clients need. Correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I think the first time you and I met in person was at the last Xericon in San Diego. Yep. June, 2019. <sighs> so long ago. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Like that was a cool, that was a cool party. It was fun to to meet you in person. Of course, like many people out there have seen you all over social and thought like, that's a cool chick. I want to be friends with with her. <laughs> so I found you at the party. I was like, we should be friends. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Like, there's
1: so many cool people I meet online, and it's so fun to meet them in person. And it's been so sad this year not being able to do that.
0: I no, know. I know. So, um, tell me, I guess, about your your practice. Like, I know a little bit about it, but give me give me and the rest of the folks listening some more scoop about what you guys do over there. Yeah. So
1: we are a full service accounting firm and we're of the, you know, cloud accounting firm, client accounting services genre. So basically what we do is we work primarily our, the bulk of our clientele is small businesses. And so we do, depending on their size, we'll do, you know, monthly accounting services for them. And depending what they need, the services will vary. And then we do tax prep and consulting with them as well. And we intentionally keep Any outside tax prep, so people who don't work with us on that monthly basis, we keep that demographic very, very small because what we don't like is to have this huge influx at tax season and having to do all this monthly work because honestly, it kind of breaks the model because we've really allocated resources based on, hey, this is the monthly work we need. And so at tax time, we don't like this huge tsunami of extra work because then we're having to scramble to find uh, more resources for it.
0: Yeah, and plus, like, you just don't know what is coming in the door and when, and what the sh- kind of shape it's going to be in. Yeah, when you're doing the monthly; you, you know it's going to be in good shape, and you know you're going to have it in January <laughs> because
1: it's done exactly. And so, actually, though, we've been for the past year. It, it was so funny. Our word going into 2020 was calm. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. We've been very, very mindful, especially in 2020, of just keeping client size the same. Like we have not tried to grow our practice at all, keeping employees' numbers the same, and just really refining internal systems and processes and really getting them documented and streamlined and everyone understands it. And so we've spent a solid year doing that, you know, switching some softwares and whatnot. But I feel now we're at the point where we can actually start growing again. So that's going to kind of be our 2021 goal.
0: Was that a like a coincidence with the pandemic or did it happen because the pandemic and you're like well things are going to be kind of quiet maybe we should take time to do it
1: it was something we'd already started working towards so in 2019 early 2019 we got to the point where oh crap we are growing faster than ever and we're losing money and we're Mm -hmm. like okay we really need to stop and take a step back and see like, well, what's going on? Why are we not profitable? And so at that point in March, we basically burned it all down mm-hmm. and started rebuilding it from scratch, basically. And so when we burned it all down, you know, we had to let employees go. And so I took over the functions of about three different employees. But then as a result, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start and rebuild these processes because now it's just me doing the work of free employees. So how can I get as efficient as possible? And so we spent 2019 kind of redoing how we deliver services. And then in early 2020, we actually hired some of our first Filipino staff. So we have two people from the Philippines working for us as well now. And so then you know, getting them in, learning to train them, we did a lot of um, reallocating of roles. Like we stepped back and we're like, okay, if this person is performing these functions, is that the most efficient way to do it? Or should we separate the functions out this way? So it's been a lot of trial and error. And so, like I said, we are working toward it anyway, and it was just kind of happenstance, and you know, silver lining that okay, we had a pandemic as well, and so now's a good time to kind of really zero in on.
0: That. So, how has the outsourcing been? You you are one of probably a good six folks in accounting salon, I think that that use outsourced staff. Um, how has that worked out for you guys?
1: It's been awesome. So we're going through, uh, we're friends with a firm down in Sacramento and it was through them. So one of their partners is actually Filipino and his uh, parents live over there. So he goes back and forth there a lot. So he actually knows people on the ground there. And so they were the first ones who got the staff and then they're like, Hey, if you guys want to get some staff through us, go ahead. And so we're like, okay. So we hired two people at once and they have just been (laughs) absolute rock stars. Like there's definitely a lot of hands-on training That happens, and there's definitely oversight of work, but we've been very mindful of the type of work we give to them so they're successful in their seats and then structuring it away internally that we can easily oversee what they're doing as well. So we've had honestly nothing but an amazing experience. And both of the workers are just awesome people.
0: So they've been an absolute pleasure to work with. You said that you guys evaluated a lot of tech, technology. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about that? Can you tell us, like, what you ended up changing and what maybe if there's something that you really really love that you implemented in 2020 that yes <laughs> yes <laughs> i know i'm trying to get dorky kind of fast i'm trying to go in deep and uh get into the nuts and bolts because that's what that's what people want to hear that's what i that's what i want to hear
1: Yeah. So, I mean, a very common thing that happens is before you know it, your tech stack gets out of control
0: (laughs) and you're like, holy crap, we're using 20 different apps. Or even worse, it's like we're using five apps, but we're paying for 20 apps. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So
1: it was like kind of like the name of the game was consolidation. Like, how can we find an app that's going to do a lot of the things that, you know, we're using 10 different apps to do? And so we've been using Asana for several years now. So that's what we use for project management. And we've been really um, rolling up things into Asana. And Asana is really great for some things and really not great for other things. So a lot of it was just honing and really making sure Asana is functioning how we want it to and making sure we're plugging things in. The big one we rolled out this year was HubSpot. Ah. Yeah, so that's if people don't know HubSpot starts based just like a free CRM. And we didn't even have a CRM. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we did that. And then they have add-ons. Like they have a service add-on. They have a marketing add-on. They have a sales add-on. And so then we started um, doing some of those add-ons. So we were able to roll out in an internal ticketing system. We were able to you know, get rid of MailChimp and start doing all of our email marketing out there. We were able to start building templates in there for a bunch of stuff. So we could, you know, get rid of Google Drive for that, where we were previously storing all these templates. They also even actually have like a library, like kind of resource content center that we can start building out and directing clients toward. And so HubSpot basically was a huge, huge game changer in that as well. Because too, like what happens if you don't have a CRM, you have client information spread across like, mm-hmm. you know, Google Contacts and then in QuickBooks and then your, you know, uh, tax software. And so being able to like, create a single source of truth. And then two with HubSpot is you can do all the email tracking. So that's where we can kind of have all of our shared inboxes. That's where we can track client emails. Because another thing that would happen is, you know, you have, we have what's called relationship managers who are kind of at the top of the pyramid in doing the, you know, one-on-one consulting with the clients. And then it's like conversations would get lost in separate emails. So being able to, you know, have that all centralized in one source and all email communications attached to a client that anyone could look at easily has made it a lot easier in terms of communication because then you're not going and hunting and trying to find different information. So, yeah, a lot of it, I guess, would say HubSpot has made it really easy to become a centralized point where we can find out everything we need to know about a client. From an outside perspective, so I could step in on someone else's client, easily see what's going on, where they're at, what they're referencing.
0: Do you have um, HubSpot and Asana connected in any way?
1: No. Asana very much is project management driven. And I think at one point we, we might have attached Asana to Slack, but they're, the integrations they have just don't make sense for what we're doing right now. So.
0: Yeah, how many um, how many Slack notification channels do you have? <laughs> I feel like we've gotten kind of out of control. We're like, we have a notification for literally everything that happens in the practice. I'm like, we probably need to shut some of these down. Yeah, I think,
1: well, we it had grew pretty big and then I think maybe it might be down to 10 now. So it's not out of control.
0: <laughs> well, that's a lot, that's a lot. <laughs> well, talking about paring things down, um, before we hopped on, you and I were kind of having a little bit of a, a catch up about what the pause in 2020 um, meant for for us personally and like how we each kind of took a a break to do some self-reflection I guess Mm -hmm. we didn't get that far down the conversation because I was like stop let's do this on the podcast (laughs) so tell me tell me about this Enneagram thing this is how we started tell me about this Enneagram deal and maybe why I should go figure out what I what I am
1: Yes. Okay. So for listeners who don't know, the Enneagram test is basically a personality test. And what it does is it divides, there's one of nine different personalities you can be, and then you will also wing something. So for example, I am a three wing four. So a three is a, what's called the achiever and a four is called an individualist. And when you're three wing four, it's called a professional. And so basically what it is though, it's telling you, you know, this is this is how you receive love. This is how you operate in the world. This is you at your best. This is how you're acting. This is you at your worst, how you're acting. And so it kind of dives into that. And I've taken many personality tests over the year. And the this one like freaking nailed me on the head. So the achiever is someone who feels like they need to perform to get receive love from others. And I was like, I remember reading that and being like, oh, no, that's me. (laughs) And a lot of people who are threes are like high level athletes, high level, you know, successful, think like Beyonce, Oprah, LeBron James, like those are all threes, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's people who feel like they constantly need to perform. And then another thing with threes is you need to be liked. Like you really want people to like you as well. And so (laughs) I was reading an Enneagram book and it was like, I was reading the chapter on three and it said threes everyone but themselves. (laughs) And meaning too, like we, I go into social situations and I can get along with everyone because I, i mirror them and I can kind of meet them where they're at. But as a result, it's like, I'm just basically reflecting their personality back to them. Whereas I'm not, you know, letting my full personality come through. So that's a problem with threes is it's like, we don't really know who we are because we're constantly just putting on a performance for others and pleasing others because we want people to like us and if we're
0: performing and they like us then we feel love. It's so surprising to me, but as you say it like I guess it makes sense because in the way that I know you, you know, I know you're big uh, you have a big heart, you have a big um spirit. I mean, that was why we wanted you to be in accounting salon is like this generous heart, you know and this is mm-hmm. this um big person but as you're saying it to me it makes me think okay maybe maybe i don't know i don't see it but, but i guess the point is that you you see it and you reflect on it and you can go forth in the world with that knowledge and awareness that you know okay maybe in this situation i'm doing this i guess yeah.
1: And I think a lot of it is just two. It's like, uh, I think maybe with threes what happens is that like, we don't, it, uh, it kind of all comes back to self-love. Like instead of needing other people to love us because we are performing, we just need to realize our innate worth and being like, I'm worthy of love, whether I perform or not. So that's kind of like my big takeaway from all of that this year, you know, from that and lots of therapy is like, wait, my, My worth does not depend on if I achieve these certain things. Like because I'm human, like I have worth irregardless of if people accept my performance or not, or if I need to perform. So it's kind of stepping back and being like, you don't need to perform. You don't need to put on a show. Like you as you are is enough.
0: Yeah. I feel like 2020 was the year a lot of people stepped back and reflected on things. Like I I did too in a different way, but just... I guess it was the, it was the forced break that we all had to take and a forced restructuring of whatever our lives were. Um, Like I really did reflect a lot about how I'm dealing with relationships. So personal relationships, Mm -hmm. professional relationships. So it's kind of interesting, like maybe, maybe this was the pause that the world needed that, you know, that everybody in the world just needed to kind of reset because mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I did. And and you're not the first person that's told me the same too. Oh yeah.
1: Well, and definitely too. one thing I realized, especially like in the, you know, heydays days of the pandemic, you know, April, May, June, July, where it was really bad was that like, oh my gosh, I have like horrible anxiety, like crippling almost, you know, that it was like, and everyone was doing this. Everyone was drinking a lot, you know? And so it's like, oh wait, I am, I am using alcohol to try and, you know, quash my anxiety instead of actually like dealing like what's the root source of this anxiety. So that was a big thing I learned also how to like deal with and manage without substances was like, why do I have all this anxiety and like, how do I get rid of it, you know, or how do I manage it and how do I move forward and not let myself get here too. And so like the past six months, that's been a really big step I feel like I've made. And I was like, holy moly, like I was just walking around basically with this knot in my chest 24 seven, you know, and learning to step back and whether it's, you know, stuff related to work or the pandemic or the kids just being able to step back and being like anxiety, you know, ultimately the thing was I was misnaming it. I was calling it stress. Yeah. Like
0: it's yeah. just
1: stress it's, stress it's stress and stress is an external thing. It's something happening to you And so it's like, you don't really take ownership of it. You're like, well, I have no control over it. It's all these outside forces coming at me. But it's like by renaming it as anxiety, I was able to actually take ownership and being like, wait, I'm the one doing this to myself. And so it's like, okay, well, if I'm the one doing it, I can stop doing it.
0: That so hits home for me because maybe a little bit like that too, where, you know, I feel anxiety or, or whatever it is. I guess it is anxiety, not stress. And I'm like, well, you know, it would be great right now, a glass of wine you know, 4:30 30 one, And I probably like, you're really making me think about how that doesn't change anything. That doesn't change the anxiety because it's in me. <laughs> like <it's, you> know, <laughs> I can't run from it if it's in me. Yeah. Right?
1: yeah, no, exactly. I actually, so ever since early November, I actually stopped drinking just cause I'm like, you know, I just need to step back into what I realized also from some drinking breaks this year is it I, It has a very depressive effect on me. And so I'm like, you know what, I just need to step back. And I really want to finish 2020 strong. I want to fish excited. I don't want to feel down. And so as a result, though, I'm like, launching three new business ventures. I'm like, like, well, I'm not drinking. I'm not depressed. I have all this energy and I'm not anxious because I meditate two hours a day. And I'm like, let's go. And so I've set. so I've been like working my butt off, which is like, it's fun work I'm doing. Like I love building businesses. And so it's just like, I've set some pretty aggressive goals, you know, going into 2021. And I'm like, I'll drink, After I meet these, yeah, you know, I can't wait. Cause it's like, I just, I feel really good right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep this going.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You got so much energy in your tank. You're like, let's just roll with it. Mm -hmm. What are you like most looking forward to during 2021? Like, what is this, what is this newfound energy going to bring you? You know what there's been, okay. So there's been several businesses and one I'm actually
1: should be launching in like two days. So I can talk about this one. So for years I've tried to Think of a way. So obviously, we have clients or potential clients come to us who aren't big enough to need our services. Like mm-hmm. they can't afford seven hundred dollars a month for ongoing bookkeeping. But they, you know, because usually they're smaller, Schedule C, or they're just starting out. But they need the information. So I've been kicking around for years, how do I want to deliver this? And at first, what I did is I developed like a course you could buy. And then I was like, ah, this like it's so dynamic you know, accounting knowledge and tax knowledge and can change. And I was like, this is not the right medium for this. And so it's like I did a really soft rollout that maybe a year ago. And I was like, this is it. No. I'm like, I don't like this. This doesn't feel right. And then I was like, okay, I'll do a membership site. So it's like basically all this information people need when they're starting up accounting and tax knowledge to be aware of. And I'm like, but I couldn't find a membership platform that I really liked. Yeah. Tell me about it. And yeah. so then I'm like, uh, but then here's the problem though. I've created all this content, like tons and tons and tons of content. So I'm like, well, and then it was actually my business partner who had this idea. And I was like, oh, that would be perfect. He's like, what if you just take all that content, package it up into like, you know, a format that's, you know, downloadable essentially, and then tag on with it, like two, one hour consulting. So it's like a business startup type guide thing. So it's like, you're just starting here's a crap ton of content developed by a CPA. So you know, it's good, you know, all kind of that beginning accounting tax knowledge, choosing the right entity that you would need, but then come along to you and have, you know, two one hour consulting to clarify and help them kind of get off on the right track. And so that's what I've been working really hard on the past two weeks is just assembling all that, getting it in a format. And then that's something I'm going to launch. Cause I mean, we have people, you know, all day long who are coming to us who this would be perfect for. So that's like that's my first thing I'm very excited about to get going.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, um, an excellent point too. Because as you're saying this, I'm thinking you know we do that too. We I'm sorry, we get clients or leads that come in that really can't afford what we need to charge at a minimum. But I mean, I feel obligated. Like these people have a dream. I want to help them build their dream and be a part of that. And um, so that's interesting to, to have a different service offering that's somewhat more interactive than just content, but, um, but really is scalable for you guys and doesn't take a lot of overhead. That's cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. And too, I mean, it becomes kind of a natural sales funnel because if they grow
0: to the point
1: that they do need our bigger services, well, they've are, you know, we're already their trusted advisor. They've already come to us and given us money.
0: Cool. Is there anything that you're excited about for 2021 that is not business related?
1: <laughs> Go out and eat at a restaurant again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, all, as the, yeah, we're uh, in Oregon. We're all very close still. Like They shut down everything again in mid-November. Um, I like consider myself an introvert, but I'm like, wow, I do really miss just being out and around people. And so that's honestly what I'm most looking forward to. And also to getting the kids, so I have two kids, getting them back out into the world and active yeah. too. I'm like, I know this is hard for me. I'm like, this is probably way harder for them. You know, especially my older one, he's incredibly social. And I'm like, cause all of our schools have been closed. It's all online. I'm like, oof. so honestly, just getting back to normal is what I'm most excited about and not taking normal for granted anymore. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Isn't it so weird? Like how you've, how we've all become like in a way physically desensitized to being, to being close to people. Like I, yesterday I got my eyebrows waxed (laughs) and um, it was the closest somebody I wasn't related to had ever been, had been to me in, you know, eight months. It was, it was wild. Like it was almost weird. Or, Or do you get through this thing where you're watching TV and people are like touching each other and they don't have masks on? You're like, what are you crazy people? Like, Yes, they're all
1: at a party or at a concert.
0: Yeah. I'm like, <gasps> but it's so weird. It's it's so crazy because it's been so many months that like like we're almost um desensitized to physical interaction. It's weird. Yeah, and the kids too. Like I've got two teenagers, mine are a little bit older than yours. They are struggling, man. They are yeah. I'm like,
1: what I wouldn't give for a sports activity to go to. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. You know. Yeah, so we're a little bit more open in New Orleans than you guys are. So we are doing like Jack, my son plays basketball, so parents can go to games, have to sit six feet apart in stands. The boys have to, like, their bench is not a bench; they basically are in the bleachers, spread out six feet apart, and wearing masks. So it's kind of the best that they can do, but live in fear that you know something's that it's gonna it's gonna go away again. And I I know that a lot of the country is is still that way where things. Are not open at all. And then, do you think? Do you worry? This is like a mom to mom thing. <laughs> do you worry about what the kids are learning or have learned for online schooling? Yeah, like, do you worry that they're not learning enough or or struggling with learn different learning methods? Like, I, that's one yeah. Thing so that me out.
1: Yeah. So my younger one's pre-K, so he's not doing anything anyway. But my older one's a second grader, and I. I know for a fact he's not learning anything, and I'm like, you know what? He's a second grader. Like, who cares? Yeah. We can always catch up later. I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. And two, it's like it's not just him. I know it's the majority of students. Like, and him especially. Like, it's he's a little boy and he's active and he just doesn't learn well in that environment. Like, it got to the point where it's like the days I have I'm like, we're just skipping today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's no point because two, it's like I can hear. The kind of stuff they're covering and, and I'm like this is like this doesn't matter it doesn't matter like it, he's second grader it doesn't matter what the areas of the brain are he's not going to remember this like he needs to read write do math and that's about it so yeah I just figure. I guess I'm like you know what if he gets behind we can play catch up later I'm, I'm just not too worried about it
0: yeah and I mean I guess the whole world is in the same boat it's not like it's not like one segment of kids is going to be farther along than the other but uh, yeah this momming thing is kind of It's hard
1: (laughs) you know I'm like you know what I can't be a teacher and be a business owner I'm like I can't I'm like something has to give and I'm like you know what what pays the bills I should probably keep my attention on more
0: (laughs) yeah so I guess like maybe the theme of 2020 is just like grace and permission (laughs) like just giving yourself grace and permission to do your best yeah
1: you can't be everything to everyone and that's okay
0: yeah so I think a lot of people who are listening to this are probably interested to learn more about you and how you as a CPA ended up on TikTok.
1: <laughs> well, I was drunk during the pandemic and <laughs> okay. So my main forum where I play a lot is Twitter. So if anyone wants yeah. to find me on Twitter, I am at Laurelyn Wilson. That's where I primarily interact with the accounting community and then just for fun, sheer boredom, I ended up going on to TikTok and started making videos. And I've made, you know, probably a couple dozen. And usually actually a lot of the ones I'll make ones that are very accounting community specific. And I actually will not post those on TikTok. I'll just save them and post them on Twitter. Cause I'm like, no one on TikTok is going to appreciate this, <laughs> but actually I was, it was maybe two weeks ago. I reposted this video of this realtor giving, um, tax advice that was all wrong. It was all wrong. So there's actually a a lot of really bad tax advice going around on Twitter. And so I've always thought about, okay, maybe I could pivot kind of my content to, you know, kind of go toward more business owners and not other accountants because, you know, there's a lot more business owners on TikTok. Yet I didn't want to do that without a product to sell. And so now with the launch of my business guide it's called insight is what i'm calling it i'm like okay now that i actually have a product to sell i'm gonna actually start putting out you know accounting content tax content for small business owners that then i can direct them you know to this product
0: i have to sell well i'm just in it for the laughs man i gotta tell you you're one of the funniest people i've ever met and um so i'm just in it for the laugh and i like i'll even you know show my teenage daughter like check out this girl she is so funny so funny <laughs> And then, and then my daughter will be like, well, do you want to make a TikTok with me? I'm like, no way. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm gonna do this. That's so funny.
1: Cause it's like, my kids asked me to make TikToks with me. And I'm like, no, no, you'll ruin it.
0: No, absolutely not. Well, <laughs> You'll ruin um, my brand. You may know this because you are a TikToker or whatever. I guess that's what you're called, a TikToker. But apparently there is like this thing where it's like an inside joke of kids trying, teenage kids getting their parents on TikTok and like, making fun of them yes and so i know where she's coming from i know she's Mm -hmm. she's not that clever she's not that sneaky Um, (laughs) i know that this doesn't end well like it does it will not show me in a very positive light (laughs) um but yeah it's interesting it's funny well um tell folks how they can follow you on tiktok or follow you on twitter or get a hold of you or look at your new product Yes.
1: Okay. So first off, the best place to find me is Twitter at Laura Wilson. You won't be able to DM me unless I also follow you. So if you're trying to DM me and I don't follow you, just go ahead and tweet at me and then we can connect on there. On TikTok, my handle is at the serious CPA. <laughs> for obvious reasons, because I'm so serious. And then two, the new product I'm launching Insight, because it might be something, you know, if the accountants listening to that and being like, oh, this would actually be a great thing for someone I know who'd want to use it. So that will be on the website and it should be up in a couple of days. It's called DunorthpDX.com. So Dunorth being D-U-E, and then northpdx.com is gonna be where that product um, launches. And two, I'll be talking about the product launch on TikTok as well. And I'll probably throw out a couple of tweets about it
0: too so well we're we can't wait to see it we're here to support you and in, in the uh in the group so thank you so excited I love watching really awesome people do really awesome things and we're so glad to have you as part of accounting salon and I hope I get to see you in real life in the next you know,
1: we will several months we will
0: <laughs> okay you guys stay safe it was great to chat um and I love you thanks for coming on love you too bye bye